0: Hello and welcome to the Strange Tales podcast presented by me your host Winston R. Douglas. We are a weekly podcast that looks a weird and wonderful tales from history, true crime, conspiracies and much more. I will try to cover various topics from different eras hopefully we can take a journey through history together. If you are a first-time listener please look back on our previous episodes, if you are a returning listener thank you for your continual support. If you enjoy the podcast please smash that gorgeous like button, and subscribe so that you will be notified to future shows. Also if you could write a 5 star review that would really help us get the word out, so other people can enjoy the podcast as well. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Pod, Or you can message me at StrangeTalesPod at gmail.com. With feedback or ideas on future shows. If you would like to support the podcast you can do so through Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash strange tales pod. Where we have plans from as little as 3 US dollars a month and you can opt out anytime. Any help is much appreciated. This week we will go back to 1622 when the Nuestra Señora do Atocha, a Spanish treasure galleon and the most widely known vessel of a fleet of ships that sank in a hurricane off the Florida Keys. At the time of her sinking, Nuestra Señora do Atocha was heavily laden with copper, silver, gold, tobacco, gems, and indigo from Spanish ports at Cartagena and Porto Bello in New Granada, present-day Colombia and Panama respectively in Havana, bound for Spain. Much of the wreck of Nuestra Señora do Atocha was famously recovered by an American Mel Fisher's commercial treasure hunting expedition in 1985. Following a lengthy court battle against the state of Florida, the finders were ultimately awarded sole ownership of the rights to the treasure. Okay let's get into today's strange tale. The Nuestra Señora do Atocha was built for the Spanish crown in Havana in 1620 under the direction of Alonso Ferreira. Equipped with 20 bronze cannons and rated at 550 tons, with an overall length of 112 feet, a beam of 34 feet, and a draft of 14 feet. She carried a square-rigged fore- and mainmast and a lateen rigged mizzenmast. Although there are no existing records, she likely had a high stern castle, low waist, and high forecastle as was typical for an early 17th century Spanish galleon. Named after the parish of Atocha in Madrid, Spain for good luck. Philip IV King of Spain, was to reign at the time of the Thirty Years' War in Europe, a turbulent and costly period of military history. Philip IV was also notable for his interest, in the Spanish Navy. Shortly after taking power he began to increase the size of his fleets, rapidly doubling the size of the naval budget from the start of his reign, then tripling it. Philip is credited with a sensible, pragmatic approach to provisioning and controlling it. The Spanish Treasure Fleet, or West Indies Fleet Spanish was a convoy system of sea routes organized by the Spanish Empire from 1566 to 1790, which linked Spain with its territories in the Americas across the Atlantic. The convoys were general-purpose cargo fleets used for transporting a wide variety of items, including agricultural goods, lumber, various metal resources such as silver and gold, gems, pearls, spices, sugar, tobacco, silk, and other exotic goods from the overseas territories of the Spanish Empire to the Spanish Mainland. Spanish goods such as oil, wine, textiles, books and tools were transported in the opposite direction. The West Indies fleet was the first permanent transatlantic trade route in history. Similarly, the related Manila galleon trade was the first permanent trade route across the Pacific. The Spanish West and East Indies fleets must be counted as among the most successful naval operations in history and from a commercial point of view made possible many key components of today's global economic system. Nuestra Senora de Atocha had been delayed in Veracruz before she could rendezvous in Havana with the vessels of the Tierra Firm fleet. The treasure, which arrived by mule in Panama City, was so immense that it took two months to record and load it onto the Nuestra Señora de Atocha. After still more delays in Havana, what was ultimately a 28-ship convoy did not manage to depart for Spain until 4 September 1622, six weeks late. Each ship in the convoy carried crew, soldiers, passengers, provisions, and treasures from all over South America. The Nuestra Señora do Atocho alone carried cargo, whose estimates range between $250 and $500 million, including silver from Peru and Mexico, gold and emeralds from Colombia, and pearls from Venezuela, as well as more common goods including worked silverware, tobacco, and bronze cannons. In the second day of its voyage from Havana, the convoy was overtaken by a hurricane in the Florida Straits. By the morning of the 6th of September, eight of the ships had sunk and their remains lay scattered from Moccasas Quay to the Dry Tortugas. The Nuestra Señora do Atocha had lost all of her 265 crew and passengers except for three sailors and two slaves, who survived by clinging to the mizzenmast. Among the sailors killed in the disaster was Bartolomé Garcia de Nodal explorer of the Straits of Magellan surrounding Cape Horn at the southern tip of South America. All of her treasure sank with the ship, approximately 30 leagues 140 kilometers from Havana. After the surviving ships brought the news of the disaster back to Havana, Spanish authorities dispatched another five ships to salvage Nuestra Señora do Atocha and Santa Margarita, which had run aground nearby. Nuestra Señora do Atocha had sunk in approximately 17 meters of water, making it difficult for divers to retrieve any of the cargo or guns from the ship. A second hurricane on the 5th of October of that year made attempts at salvage even more difficult by scattering the wreckage of the sunken ship still further. The Spaniards undertook salvage operations for several years with the use of Indian slaves, and recovered nearly half of the registered part of its cargo from the holds of Santa Margarita. The principal method used for the recovery of this cargo was a large brass diving bell with a glass window on one side, a slave would ride to the bottom, recover an item, and return to the surface by being hauled up by the men on deck. It was often lethal, but more or less effective dead slaves were recorded as a business expense by the captains of salvage ships. The loss of the 1622 fleet was a severe blow to Spanish commercial interests, forcing the Crown to borrow more to finance its role in the ongoing Thirty Years' War and to sell several galleons to raise funds. The Spanish worked diligently and were able to salvage most of the Santa Margarita over the next ten years. However, in 60 years of searching, the Spanish never located the Atocha. Beginning in 1969, American treasure hunters Mel Fisher, Finley Ricard and a team of subcontractors, funded by investors and others in a joint venture, Treasure Salvers Incorporated, searched the seabed for Nuestra Señora de Atocha for 16 and a half years. In 1970, Fisher had recovered portions of the wrecked cargo of the sister ship Santa Margarita. He also proposed the idea to several other potential helpers, who were discouraged by the fact that this dangerous professional diving job would be paid at minimum wage unless the ship could be found. Silver bars apparently from the Nuestra Señora do Atocha were found in 1973, with cannon inscribed such to verify the wreck of Atocha were found by Fisher's son, Dirk, in 1975. Tragically, Fisher's son, his wife and another diver died when a salvage boat capsized soon after the cannon discovery. Subsequently, a substantial part of its remaining cargo of silver, gold and emeralds was discovered. It was Fisher's son, Kane, who radioed the news to Treasure Salvors headquarters on the Florida coast from the salvage boat Dauntless. Put away the charts. We've found the main pile. In 1985, aboard the Dauntless salvage boat, was Jimmy Buffett. In waters 55 feet below them, divers Andy Matrosi and Greg Wareham had found a virtual reef made of chests full of silver coins, silver plates, silver bars, copper ingots stone ballast and artifacts. I knew once we surfaced, it was never going to be quiet down there again, Matrosi said. He estimated they wasted years checking out targets that turned out to be dummy bombs used for practice during World War II. One such dummy bomb was found on the mother load. After 16 years that included a U.S. Supreme Court victory and the death of his son, Fisher's dream had come true left off the Manifest and missing about 60 pounds of emeralds from the Muso mines of Colombia. Fisher said the gems, believed to have been smuggled on board in a 70-pound keg, are among the unknown amount of contraband sneaked aboard the Atocha to avoid the Spanish king's 20% tax. In the mid-1980s, it often took an hour or more to pinpoint the location of one reading from a magnetometer, which indicated the presence of metal in the water. The estimated $450 million cash recovered, known as the Atocha motherlode, included 40 tons of gold and silver. There were some 114,000 of the Spanish silver coins known as pieces of eight, gold coins, Colombian emeralds, gold and silver artifacts, and 1,000 silver ingots. Large as it was, this was only roughly half of the treasure that went down with the Atocha. The stern castle of the ship holding more gold and muso emeralds has not been found as of August, 2017. Also still missing are 300 silver bars and 8 bronze cannons, among other things. In June 2011, divers from Mel Fisher's treasure salvers found an antique emerald ring believed to be from the wreck. It is said that the ring is worth an estimated $500,000. The ring was found 56 kilometers or 35 meters from Key West, along with two silver spoons and other artifacts. In 2014, Nuestra Señora de Atocha was added to the Guinness Book of World Records for being the most valuable shipwreck to be recovered, as it was carrying roughly 40 tons of gold and silver, and 32 kilograms or 71 pounds of emeralds. The salvaged coins, both gold and silver, were minted primarily between 1598 and 1621, although numerous earlier dates were represented as well, some of the dates extending well back into the 16th century. Many of the dates and types of the period had been either rare or unknown prior to the salvage of the wreck. It is understood by experts that the stern castle, the part of the ship that would hold most of the gold and rare muso emeralds, is still missing from the shipwreck. These and other valuable items would have been stored in the captain's cabin for safekeeping in the rear part of Nuestra Señora do Atocha. Archaeologists had to decide what to do with the hull. It had now been unburied thanks to shifting currents and during the search for the treasure. Where it had spent centuries under four feet of sand, it was now in the open. Using the airlift, one of Mel Fisher's invention that allow for a gentle clearing or mud and sand, they finished cleaning the hull area. Ultimately, it was decided to raise the hull piece by piece and it would be rehomed in a special saltwater lagoon, 38 feet deep, at the Florida Keys Community College. Forty mahogany timbers were salvaged by the U.S. Navy divers. The site of the wreckage of the Nuestra Señora de Atocha, called the Bank of Spain, a sandy area 22 feet deep and within 200 yards of the anchor location, is still being worked on and treasures are slowly being recovered. The emeralds from the Atocha, are some of the finest emeralds in the world. They come from the Muso mine in Colombia. The emeralds of Muso are renowned for their color, fire, geometry, and as the world's finest emeralds. The Nuestra Señora do Atocha's load was worth 2 million pesos in the days. Today, what has been recovered so far, totals roughly 500 million. It is believed that another few hundred millions rest at the bottom of the ocean. In all, the lost vessels of the fleet were spread out over 50 miles and roughly 550 lives were lost. After the discovery, The state of Florida claimed title to the wreck and forced, treasure salvers incorporated into a contract giving 25% of the found treasure to the state. Treasure salvers fought the state, claiming the fine should be its exclusively. After eight years of litigation, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in favor of treasure salvers on 1 July 1982, and it was awarded rights to all found treasure from the vessel. Fisher died on 19 December 1998, thanks to efforts by historians and archaeologists as well as environmentalists. Fisher's success led to reforms in the laws governing shipwrecks and salvage. In 1987, Congress passed the Abandoned Shipwreck Act, which gave states the rights to shipwrecks located within three miles of the coastline. After the discovery, items from the cache of treasure went on permanent display at the Mel Fisher Maritime Museum in Key West, Florida. Now, some 40 items from the Nuestra Senora de Atocha and Santa Margarita Yield went on the block at the auction house Guernseys in New York City. According to Fisher's daughter, Taffy Fisher, the lots offered for sale will include some of her parents' favorite pieces. Mel Fisher wore one of the pieces to be auctioned off a heavy gold chain that hangs past waist-length, when he appeared on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson soon after discovering the Nuestra Señora de Atocha's treasures. Dubbed the money chain, it consists of individual links, each around the size of a thumbnail, which in the 17th century could have been removed and used as formal currency. At the time, the Spanish king had placed a 20% tariff on gold bullion, known as the royal fifth but the tax didn't apply if the gold was turned into jewelry according to her daughter dorothy fisher favored a knee-length gold chain with ornately carved links another item a gold and enamel spoon of peruvian and spanish origin is believed to have been used during communion by catholic priests sent to the new world to convert the native population among the intricate designs carved along the spoon's neck is a masculine face between a pair of condors, an Inca symbol of royalty. Among the more intriguing items recovered from Nuestra Señora de Atocha were a number of bezoar stones, egg-sized objects made of organic material found in the digestive tracts of llamas, alpacas, deer, sheep, or other two-stomached animals known as ruminants. When dipped into a cup of liquid, bees or stones were thought to remove any toxins or poisons from that liquid, a necessity for rich and powerful 17th century individuals worried about servants or rivals adding arsenic to their wine goblets. One of the stones, mounted in a gold setting and designed to dangle from a chain. In 2015 auction house Guernsey's offered nearly 40 items from Nuestra Senora de Atocha, and other 17th- and 18th-century ships for the Discovery's 30th anniversary including an exquisite gold chalice from the Margarita, was the top-selling lot, fetching $413,000 and an emerald-encrusted crucifix from the 1715 fleet went for $119,000 and a gold bar for $93,750. No information on the buyers was immediately available. Guernseys said the total value of all items sold was around $2 million in keeping with pre-sale estimates. Mel Fisher's daughter said it's going to be kind of a bittersweet ordeal, she said. It's time to let these pieces go, she said. A Renaissance Colombian emerald-set gold jewel recovered from the shipwrecked Spanish galleon Nuestra Señora de Atocha early 17th century sold at Sotheby's for US dollars Underwater archaeology is like a time capsule. It yields information on the life on board. There will never be another 17th century wreck of this magnitude. And we will never live in these conditions again. So it is a once in a lifetime opportunity. No matter how careful we are, we will destroy while we try to learn. That is why it is important to record, map, collect and preserve. It is also important to educate. It is not all about the treasures and the money they will bring in. It is also for everyone to appreciate and admire and learn the history that goes with it. It is about responsible salvaging. The Mel Fisher Maritime Museum located in Key West houses many of the unique objects that were found on this quest along with other wrecks that were uncovered. As well, the Fisher family, is still diving the Nuestra Señora de Atocha, and they are offering anyone who wants to, an opportunity to dive with them and search for the remaining treasures. They have found glass buttons, musket bullets, pottery shards and more. Fisher hired Duncan Mathewson as chief archaeologist, during the Nuestra Señora de Atocha period, and Treasure Salvers Incorporated's employees became experts in recovery and conservation of underwater artifacts. Fisher agreed to sell treasure salvers in 1986 and it remained active as of 2009. Fisher's business continued as Mel Fisher's treasures. Fisher blended private and public interests when it came to underwater cultural resources. Concern in the U.S. and Florida specifically, for protection of submerged archaeological sites contributed to the 2001 adoption of the UNESCO Convention on the Protection of the Underwater Cultural Heritage. Fisher and treasure salvers found remains of several other shipwrecks in Florida waters, including the Nuestra Señora de Atocha's Sister Galley and the Santa Margarita, lost in the same year, and the remains of a slave ship known as the Henrietta Marie, lost in 1700. Thank you all so much for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed today's strange tale. If you did please smash that gorgeous like button, and subscribe so that you will be notified to future shows. Also if you could write a 5 star review that would really help us get the word out, so other people can enjoy the podcast as well. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Strange Tales Pod. Or you can message me at strangetalespod at gmail.com, with feedback or ideas on future shows. If you would like to support the podcast you can do so through Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash strangetalespod. Where we have plans from as little as 3 US dollars a month and you can opt out anytime. Any help is much appreciated. This is me your host Winston R. Douglas signing out for now. Thanks again hope to see you again soon.